0: All right, three, oh three, radio, Colorado. All right, we are talking about the Karen Horbostel Memorial Time Trial Series today with Larry Potter again, member of Cobra Cycling Club that manages the series. And if you're a triathlete, Larry has got a deal for you. Thanks for joining me today, Larry.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: It's good to chat again. I uh, I always look forward to uh, this chat as much as I do the series, and um, and I appreciate you taking some time to help our listeners get to know more about the series and time trial racing in general. Uh, before we get into the into the race, I, I just want to catch up with you and kind of hear a little, uh, you know, maybe share a little bit about your background with our listeners and how you got involved with uh, with the. Uh, K-H-M-T-T uh, series and uh, what your role is.
1: Uh, thank you. Sure. Um, I got into cycling as, as an adult, like I, I think probably a number of the listeners out there did. And when I turned 50, I happened to be going by a, a Western auto store. Nobody probably remembers those things. And I saw this bicycle and on a whim, I bought it and I started riding and it just it just became my passion. Uh, then the next thing I did, like most idiot adults, is I decided to ride my bike across country, which I did. In fact, I've done it a couple of times now. Um, and like I said, I just absolutely love it. And then when my wife and I moved here to Colorado about 12 years ago, uh, the lifestyle and everything here is is is. You know, it's so active and and wonderful. And a friend of mine introduced me to the Cobras, which is a local bicycle racing club that was started about 26 years ago. And I quickly became active in the club. Uh, I've served as vice president, uh, treasurer, and membership chairman over the years. And the Cobras uh, have run this time trial, uh, the KHMTT at Cherry Creek almost since its inception over 20 years ago, uh, which is something we're very, very proud of. We did hand over the reins to another promoter for a few years, but in 2014, the Cobras took control and started managing the KHMTT again. And that's when I became personally active, involved in the KHMTT, and have been ever since. Uh, I handle all the marketing, including web development, communications with participants, accounting, all the registration duties uh, and all that. I do everything except um, as race director. Uh, I just don't have the pen to be the race director. And this year we actually have a new race director, uh, uh, Ned Ho, which I think is gonna do just a really, really great job.
0: No, that's great. Well, so for the listeners who uh, maybe not be familiar with what the Karen Hornbostel Memorial Time Trial is and kind of where it came from. Tell them about kind of like, what was the genesis of this and what was its purpose originally?
1: Originally, I th- it, originally it was, I think, uh, just set up as a, as a nice time trial to have every year. Most, all clubs uh, that are part of uh, the Bicycle Racing Association of Colorado, which is the the local association for USA cycling are required to sponsor an event every year. And this was the event that the, the Cobras adopted some years ago Uh, and eventually it got moved to Cherry Creek. It became known as the the Cherry Creek uh, time trial for a number of years. In fact, a number of people even still uh, call it that. Uh, But because it's set, Early in the year, the KHMTT has become the event for both serious and casual racers to start off their their season. It's almost become like a tradition with a lot of people. Uh, the event attracts over 350 uh, individual racers during the seven-week period that it goes. It goes through the middle of March through, uh, through the end of April. Uh, and, you know, as you know, a time trial is the race of truth, where
0: you're not only like racing that. against.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's great. Yeah. it's uh, yeah. One of um, one of my good friends uh, looked that up and, and found it, and it, it is abs- absolutely because you know you're not only racing against other individuals in your category, uh, which is kind of fun to do, and uh, you know, USAC breaks everybody down into certain categories depending on. Uh, your experience and your age and things such as that. But you're really racing, and most racers are out there racing against themselves, which means, you know, since it's a seven-week time trial, each week you try to improve your time going over the same course. Uh, every, you know, every every week trying to improve your, your time around the 9.6-mile uh, uh, course each week. It's, it's a great course for, you know, starting the season. You know, it's just long enough. And there's enough climbing. It's only about 300 feet of elevation gain, but it's kind of undulating, and uh, it 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 will test you a little bit. Uh, But and it is challenging, but it's very doable, particularly as a you know early season race.
0: Well, I've always enjoyed it because you're right. It is the source of it is it is the race of truth. It tells you exactly what your fitness is when you do that first race in March.
1: Yeah, and I've got some good news for you. This year, we're changing the course just a little bit. Uh, That's
0: good. All right. Tell us about the course.
1: Yeah, as you, you, know, as you, know, uh, you know, the final part of the course uh, is a little bit of an uphill when you come through what we call the Tower Loop, which is on the, uh, the east side of Cherry Creek Park. And you go up this little hill, and we sh- had to shorten it last year, unfortunately, because of some requirements from uh, Cherry Creek State Park. Uh, but we asked them this year for a new, uh, finish line and they have agreed to it. And so we were able to extend the course up to 9.6. So now that last little bit is an uphill all the way up to the intersection. And so at the very end of it, you're definitely going to be out of breath. Then you make a little turn, and then there's a very slight downhill to the to the finish so it should be a really really exciting and much more challenging this year than, than it has been in, in the past i think i think i think the racers are really going to enjoy the the, the new finish and the things that we've done um, we've also taken some steps to increase safety this year uh, in some areas that has been problematic uh, we've set up a corridor around the tower loop Which will do a better job now of separating cars and 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 the racers. And of course, we we started a year ago uh, making our our requesting having our volunteers, all our marshals and stuff, actually you know take a test to make sure they you know they understand what their duties and things are. So yeah, every year we try to improve everything about the uh, about the course and the race itself.
0: That's great. So talk about the different kind of formats the different type of registrations that uh, that cyclists have because you, you can do kind of straight time trialing but you also have you have other formats as well
1: Well it, it is primarily just just a uh, you know a time trial as, as far as the registration and things go there's uh, there's several different things that we we actually do there. One of the one of the goals when we started this thing, when we took this thing back over in 2014, was to make the thing much more friendly and to bring more cyclists into into time trialing, uh, and into this absolutely wonderful world that we we all love. Uh, we, we've started programs in the past, such as uh, our first timer program, where a first timer can come out and race. Uh, one day at a very low price of 20 bucks. Uh, we offer our volunteers. Uh, we have over 50 volunteers incidentally, uh, that we recruit every year. A number of them, of course, you know, come from the Cobra's membership, but we also, uh, encourage volunteers that, uh, are just racers themselves or friends of racers. who just want to come out and be, be part of this, this event. Cause it is a, a lot of fun. Uh, so for, for volunteers, we have a registration set up, set up. So when you register to be a volunteer and you're assigned a position, you actually get to race for free. Uh, it's, a is, yeah, it's, it's a good deal. Yeah, it's the best deal. It's a great you, deal. Yeah.
0: It's a big deal.
1: Yeah, and we, we set the thing up so that you have plenty of time to be able to marshal and then also to be able to race. Uh, as a marshal, you work for about an hour and a half. Uh, and then we give you, we set up special start times for all of our, our volunteers. They have plenty of time to, to get changed to, if they want to, to get, uh, to get out there and warm up a little bit and then go to the start line and and race. Uh, so it's, it's a really good deal for, again, anybody who wants to race for free and do marshalling can, can be out there from around four 30 until around seven, uh, and or, uh, you know, friends. We have a, we have a lot of friends that, of, of racers that come out just to, you know, just to enjoy it. Uh, the other thing that we do is uh, we have, of course, open registration that we, we do on the, the, the USAC system, which is run by Bike Ridge this year. Uh, and the reason we started using this system a few years ago is – only a USAC sanctioned registration system, which used to run by USAC themselves, and they they farmed it out this year, which was a good move on their part, uh, is that it allows you to sign your waiver online. And what the result of that is, in years past, before we took this thing back over, You know, you had to go to a bike shop on a Saturday to to pick up your bib, or if you couldn't do that, you had to come to the park the first night. And we have these long—I remember that. Yep. How many people? Oh, (laughs) it was awful. You know, and so so now the vast majority of bibs and everything we can just mail out. uh, You know, a couple of weeks or so uh, before the event, uh, and it just really makes things much much easier. Uh, And then we've also set up so that. after the registration, after you know the series starts, there's still people who want to come in, maybe for one night or a few nights or something like that, and so we have uh, another registration system that we open up then, that people can come up and they can register uh, and you know take a look at what start times are available, choose their start time, and then just show up at the park uh, and pick up their bib. Uh, And usually not much of a line or anything there to do that and then just go out and race. And this year we've made an addition. It used to be that you can only do that up to like 4 o'clock the day before, uh, which is when we created our start list. But we've improved the system this year to where people can actually, uh, you know, decide, you know, at 4 4 o'clock or 4.30 if they want to come. In uh, race and they can look up to see what start times are available and if there's a start time that's still available that works for them They can sign up right there get their start time go to the park pick up their bid and go But the best system and the one that I really want to talk about today is the new system that we've set up for triathletes that are a member of, of USAT and That's the one we're really excited about this year
0: well, I am too, and I'm curious, and, before, and we're going to get into all these details uh, and some of the incentives that are there for, for triathletes. But do you have a sense of what percentage of your racers are triathletes today?
1: You know, I I really don't, um, and but I think it's a, a fairly it's probably a fairly minimal percentage uh, because the issue the the issue is that unless a triathlete. Uh, you know, is also you know serious about getting into various types of, of USAC uh, uh, sanctioned uh, races. Uh, is it's, it's pretty expensive because um, you have you have your your USAT dues, which are fairly reasonable uh, in actuality, but in the world of U.S. cycling. Uh, what happens there is you have to get a membership. You have to get your racing racing license. and Then uh, USAT has what we call local associations. Uh, the local association actually in Colorado is very, very good uh, because it does promote and they do do a lot of things here to promote it. But it's another cost. So what happens is the licensing alone can can run you uh, just about 120 bucks, And then you've got the, the cost of getting into the you know into uh, the KHMTT itself. itself. You know, we try to keep that cost down. Uh, it's you know it's under you know it's 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 usually under about thirty bucks just you know for getting into it uh, if you buy the entire series. But still, it's a fairly major cost. And in years past, we, we've actually uh, tried to re- we have reduced the cost of The entry fee into the series for triathletes, we've gone out to various, uh, you know, uh, tri clubs in the greater Denver and Colorado Springs area, uh, you know, with information, offering discounts and stuff, uh, and have had very little success. And the reason, again, is because of the cost of licensing. So this is something we, we decided to try to attack this year. And try to get that, that cost down. So it's something that's reasonable for the triathlete so they can come out and start early season training, competitive training, which is, you know, you and I both know you can put in the miles, but that doesn't, you know, it's like the difference between, you know, just going out and riding your bike or doing intervals. You know, intervals is what really brings strength and speed. Uh, and competitive racing you know, that, that helps you really grab and get your strength and speed for racing and for, you know, being much faster, even when you're doing, you know, uh, you know, 70, 50, you know, a hundred miles, et cetera, uh, in a, uh, you know, in an Ironman. So, you know, well, it helps a lot with the training.
0: I, I tell you what, I couldn't agree more. And I, I remember when I entered triathlon, a lot of my the people that I raced with and, and that I trained with all did the series. So for me, my perspective is a lot of triathletes pr- are probably doing this, or they, at least they did, at least the ones that I used to race with do, did or do still. And um, I'm really curious what the numbers and the registration looks like this year, because this is a, a really good deal. Take us through kind of what the discount is.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, we're pretty excited about this. What we did is uh, last year, uh USAT and USAC went, to, you know, entered into an agreement uh, to where they would offer members of the other organization uh, a discounted uh, membership. Uh, and what USAC uh, provided was if you are a USAT member, they would give you a membership, they would give you a racing license for $49. And last year, this is something they did you know, just for a short period of time. They were supposed to advertise it and do other things with it. Um, and somehow I think that may have fallen through the, the cracks. But what we did is we decided to do our best to try to take advantage of that. And so we went to uh, USAC in about November uh, of this last year and said, hey, we got this really great plan to attract triathletes into US, USAC races, uh, and we'd really like you to support us. Uh, and this is what we'd like you to do. We'd like you to offer the, the triathletes that we sign up for the KHMTT that are USAC members uh, a license for $49. And then the next thing we did is we went to the BRAC, the local association, and we said, look, we got USAC to agree to give us a membership for this and to make this thing work you know we need you to lower your cost on a BRAC membership which is you know which is kind of a big deal and they agreed to it almost instantly they really like the idea wow, that's great and then we as a KHMTT then we then lowered the cost of an entry fee again if someone buys this what we a package which you might Call uh, lowered our entry fee for the entire series from $170 down to $135. So, what the net is is that a USAT member can get their USAC racing license, a BRAC membership, and a full entry to all seven weeks of the KHMTT for $199. Bucks which gives each race like down to around $30, 35 or something like that. It's, it's pretty inexpensive, and it's a hell of a deal.
0: That's awesome. So it's basically 80, $80 off of what a regular combined package of USAC, BRAC, and the KHMTT registration fee.
1: Exactly, yeah. yeah 81 okay. to be exact. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, we're pretty excited about it. Um, and it's available now
0: okay uh, yeah so how long does this last
1: uh well we have to put up a few rules on this in order to okay. make everybody let's make everything fine, work let's get
0: the fine print out there
1: yeah so the fine print is at the time you register you do have to be a a current usat member so you need to make sure your you know your 2020 usat membership is up to date before you apply
0: usa on. Uh, yep okay.
1: right uh and then uh You go to our website. Uh, Our website is khmtt.com. And for this particular deal, it's uh, khmtt.com slash USAT, which I think is pretty easy to remember. Uh, And that will take you to the page that explains how the deal and everything works. And you can register between now and to the end of February. Uh, We have to cut it off at the end of February, the 1st of March, uh, because we have to give USAC time uh, when we send them over the information on, on the USAT member. They have to verify that you're a USAT member and then you know, they have to uh, go through their stuff to create the, the racing license. And then once they do that, they notify us back uh, and notify the, uh, uh, the USAT member as well that they've got a license. We put the license number in our records and then we go to BRAC for them. And get their discounted Brac uh, uh, membership, and then they're just about all set. So, what's nice about this program is you don't have to go to three different places, you know, to make all this work. Uh, you just go to one place, which is our website. You know, fill in the uh, you know the information about that you SAC requires, uh, which is basically name and address, emergency contact, stuff like that. Um, you get to pick out uh, what category you want to race in, and we provide information about how USAC categories work and uh, where you might fit into that. So you pick a category that works for you, uh, and then um, you, know, you just make your payment, and we hold the payment in, until everything clears. And then, we, like I said, we take care of everything else. There's nothing else you've got to do. Uh, so, you know, it's 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 a pretty cool deal, and we don't charge anything for you know there is no additional, you know like registration surcharge and all that stuff since we're doing it we don't uh, you know we're we're as part of this we're paying the cost of the, you know the credit card transaction and all that other stuff so it's actually even a better deal.
0: You mentioned that you've got some information about which category to sign up for, you know, depending on your experience with uh, cycle cycling and racing and time trialing. Um, talk about, maybe just get just cover that at a very kind of high level in terms of kind of what the guidelines there or guidance is around which category to register for. And then I'm going to ask you to maybe even expand a little bit on uh, the different categories of racing in terms of uh, using uh, aero equipment or just using a regular road bike. Uh, I think you also have potentially a tandem class. Uh, maybe you can talk about some of that.
1: Oh, sure. Uh, basically, uh, the categories as set up by, uh, by USAC is by uh, somewhat like like ability. They, they have what they have. They have CAT 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. CAT 0 is pros. Uh, Cat 1, 2, 3 is your more elite racers. Uh, Cat 4 would be a, you know, a racer who's probably been racing for a year or two and has done a little bit more than just time trials. Uh, maybe done a road, you know, some road races or a Criterion. Uh, uh, and then the, the sort of the novice one is Cat 5. That's, that's where everybody starts now. Uh, and that is... For any racer of of any age, that's an adult. An, an adult starts at age nineteen. For what they refer to as master racers, which is forty and above, uh, they also they break that down by age group because as you get older, you really want to, if you can, uh, race against individuals in your own age group. It's you know if you're a cat four. Or, or, a cat three or something like that, and you're, you know, uh, 50 years old, it's not exactly fair to be racing against, you know, someone who's like 24 years old, obviously it's right, right. going to be a little upside.
0: Please don't do that to me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and so, so once you gain 40, you can also break it down by, by age group. Uh, so you get the, and we break it down at, to, to make it much more fair, we break it down in five years. So you get 40, 44, uh, 45 to, you know, to to 50, et cetera, uh, and all the way up until <clears throat> about age 75, that's 75 to 99. And you'd be amazed how many riders we have in the 75-plus uh, categories, particularly in the, in the men's. And then the other thing that we noticed a couple of years ago is – that gets a little unfair because we've got you know fifty and sixty year old uh, racers that are racing against uh, other individuals in that age category that are their if they were in a cat category you know the one two three four five uh, it's that's a little lopsided and so now we break it down into where we put uh, uh, We put in the age category. You can also then specify, if you want, that you also want to be in a cat category, so you can get into a more of a peer group and to make it more of a a level playing field. I will have to admit that USAT categories is somewhat confusing. Uh, It was confusing for me when I first started this this stuff. Uh, But what we've done to help with that is on the khmtt.com website, there is a, a page that goes through and explains the categories and makes some recommendations for you. Uh, <clears throat> and then on the USAT, we also put some guidance on there so that when you take a look at that, if you're not familiar with USAC categories, you can you can read that and sort of figure out where you want to be. Uh, you know, whether you want to be in a peer group that you know, will challenge you or into something you know, a little bit broader. But we cater to, to more than just the plain racer. We've done several things. We have special categories that we have. Like if you want to come out in a tandem, we have a tandem category. Uh, that just puts tandems uh, together. So, uh, And we, have, we get a number of tandems every year. That's pretty cool. Excuse me. Uh, we also have uh, uh, single speed category. We'd uh, be really surprised how many single speed, you know, people are out there that just really want to push themselves and do that on single speed, which I have, you know, a lot of respect for. Good for them. <laughs> we, you know, and, and we also, you know, we also uh, really want to invite and in, uh, cater to you know, special needs, uh, disabled uh, mm-hmm. cyclists and stuff. And we have a number of them in this area, uh, you know, especially with uh, some of the Special Olympics, et cetera, in, in uh, Colorado Springs. So we also have special categories such as hand cycling and things such as that uh, so that a, uh, you know, a disabled cyclist can come out and and participate and race in, in a category that is, that's fitting for them, and we're, we're pretty happy about that. And then we also have a uh, what's, you know, what, what's called uh, is the retro category. And this one's kind of an interesting one. A retro category is where you just bring some old plain road bike, and there is a few rules around it, and that is that you, know, you can't have deep dish rims. It has to be pretty much normal rims uh you you can't have uh, any aero equipment uh on the bike uh the the down tube uh and uh, the fork and everything cannot be aero uh, i.e you know you can't use a tt bike Uh, it has to be pretty much a standard bike and that's a category all by itself we do break that up into into you know, uh, cat one, two, three, and then four and five. So that part's pretty fair, and we get a number of people that, that actually really enjoy the the retro category. We also get you know we also allow people to race twice uh, on the regular uh, registration, and so we get people that'll come out and they'll race on it, you know, on an aero bike, uh, get around the course, and then they'll come back and they'll race like uh, uh, just a, a plain road bike. Uh, to in the, in the retro category so a lot of categories um which is you know kind of the bad news but the good news is you you have a lot of great options
0: that's awesome and i appreciate you kind of taking us through all of this verbally i i know that all of this is like you said on the website um any other kind of places on your website that people should go for for specific information
1: oh absolutely um i would really advise that that uh, anybody, and then particularly uh, you know, USAT members that are not really too familiar with how uh, USAC time trials, et cetera, work, uh, go out to our website. Um, and then there's, there's a menu up there that says everything you need to know. And then underneath that, you'll also find uh, uh, where it says the details. And it's, there's all these little tabs that you can go through. And you can get information on the course. There's, there's a map and there's an uh, elevation profile. You can get information about the categories. You can get information about what's permitted, not permitted, uh, and all the other information that you need. It's, it's a lot of information out there, but you can get to what you're interested in through these tabs fairly, fairly quickly and you know, find out what you need to know. Uh, so when you get out there, you know exactly what's expected of you, uh, you know, where you've got to go, what you've got to do, et cetera. Plus, when you get out to the, uh, uh, to the park, uh, you'll find a Cobra's tent, interestingly enough. And in that tent, we keep there what we call our hosts. And basically what they are is they're, they'll answer any question that somebody has. Uh, I don't know, where's the start line? What do I need to do? Where do I go? you know, to pick up my bib, all that information. They're right there in the, in the parking lot, in, this, in this, the Smoky Hill parking lot where our venue starts. And anything you need to know is they'll take care of you right there. It's, it's, it's uh, Again, we really try to, to cater to the, to the needs of our racers. So when you get out there, it's not a you know, big question mark or you're not intimidated. We try to just make it as comfortable and easy as we can. Awesome.
0: All right. So again, registration deadline for the detail for this, for these details. And this, in, this incentive for triathletes is February twenty eighth,
1: right? That is correct. That's the last day. So do it today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love that. Uh, and the first race begins the first, first week is which?
1: It's going to be March 18th. March 18th. Uh, awesome. And, it, and it's on a Wednesday and it'll do every Wednesday through the end of April. Uh, and something else that we started when we took this thing back over is obviously that time of the year, sometimes you can have weather events, right? Uh, this is Colorado. You just never know what to expect. Uh, so what we added, uh, in 2014 was we added a eighth date and we use that eighth date in the event of a weather cancellation. And because, when we started doing that, we have, Been able to run all seven races, uh, even if we've had a cancellation. We've never had more than one cancellation actually in in the the last uh, five or six years. So, uh, you know, the weather has been fairly decent. We'll we'll race in the rain, you know. That's because any event you get the race in the rain, right? If it is raining, but if it's a dangerous situation, you know, thunderstorms, high winds, etc. Our chief referee. Uh, which is a, a, US, uh, a USAC employee, uh, will cancel the race. And we try to get it canceled if we're going to cancel as early as possible. Uh, and we will notify all racers, send out uh, emails to the email we have on file. And if you're registered and you're using your uh, mobile phone as your telephone number, which you know, 90% of everybody does today, we'll also send you a text to let you know that uh the race has been canceled this will put information of course on our website
0: yeah you guys do a good uh, job of that yeah for sure well very cool i mean i'm really excited about this year's series i appreciate all of the new information and the uh the incentive here for triathletes i also appreciate the tip on the hill the hill finish i'm glad i know that that's a little bit longer you got to go all the way to the top now
1: yep save a little energy for the end <laughs> and then when you come then when you come across that finish line okay the, i will guarantee you if you ran a good race there'll be nothing left in the tank you'll leave it all out on the course which i think is the way it should be done
0: that's the way it's done every year for me Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to it great larry thank you so much
1: you're welcome and thank you for having me again this year um, like i said we're excited about, you know, this opportunity to have triathletes come out. We think that's really going to add, you know, to the nature of the race. We're just, you know, we're really looking forward to it. All right.